0: Hey, welcome to the program. You know, this past week, as part of my devotional reading, I was really touched by one of the daily readings and reflections that uh, that I had. Uh, from time to time, or maybe even more than that, you'll hear me reference Celtic Daily Prayer. And if you and I have traveled together a bit, or maybe you've already heard me talk about it, some of you I've even sent a copy of this helpful guide that's been used in my faith journey for a number of years now. Well, Celtic Daily Prayer now comes in two volumes. And as I was reading book two, the Coleman reading track for February 18, I really began to think about this issue of the breakup. Think for a moment. What was the worst breakup you ever had? Maybe it was a relationship with a significant other. Maybe it was a a family member who you had tension with and just things came to a head. Uh, Maybe it was a job loss. Perhaps it was a move across country. Maybe it was infighting within some community or religious organization. For me, the two breakups that come immediately to mind, the first was a girl, probably one of the more serious relationships I had had in college, uh, during my college years, and she and I broke up. Um, Actually, she broke things off with me, and ouch, it it wasn't pretty. I did not respond well, and I confess, I was a bit immature, immature. I didn't know much about relationships and breaking up and all this stuff, and I, I really overreacted. I remember sending her a nasty note, just spewing venomous fire and blaming her for this and that, and it was it was pretty nasty. In fact, I, I think I kept that note somewhere on some computer file somewhere just to remind me of how mean I can actually be. Um, the second breakup, though, happened a few years ago with a church that I was working for, and I got called into a meeting. It was one of those punch-in-the-gut feeling kind of meetings. And man, that, that breakup was tough because not only did that one affect me, but it affected my family and many of my friends and this community that I'd been part of for a number of years. So back to the reading for February 18th, there was this little footnote and it just encourages you to contemplate the life of Coleman of Lindisfarne or St. Coleman. Uh, I don't know if you know much about Coleman. I didn't know very much about him before reading. But Coleman was, essentially was the third abbot bishop of Lindisfarne in the 7th century. L- Lindisfarne is an island in northeast England with deep religious history along the lines and tradition of Celtic Christianity. It's known as the Holy Island or just Holy Island. And uh, actually, I've I've been hoping to make it there someday and, and check it out. I know there's still a worshiping community and intentional community there. Um, But part of Coleman's story and legacy was his role in the debates during the Synod of Whitby in 664. Essentially, during this this collection and gathering of a lot of uh, important people in the church, he effectively lost the argument for keeping the Celtic tradition of dating Easter and some of the other differences that had developed apart from the church in Rome. In losing, Coleman resigned his position And he ended up going back to his native Ireland and working to start something new. As I was reflecting on Coleman and his story, I had this thought. How many times do we, or do I, in the midst of a breakup, how many times do I find myself despondent and in despair? You know, I think about it. Sometimes there's there's a lot that gets invested into a relationship. And all of a sudden, if that gets broken off... Uh, so much that goes with it, so much of our hopes and dreams, those things get shattered. They end up in shambles. Uh, another way of thinking about it too is sometimes we pour ourselves out time and time again in our job, not not because it was a job, not because it was work or something we had to do, but it was something actually we love doing. You know, maybe we love the people, the team, the community, or the things that we got to do. And then, then we get that pink slip or we get brought into the dismissal meeting and it, it feels like we've lost everything that we've worked so hard to achieve and given ourselves to. I take some comfort from St. Coleman's life and story, the little I know about it, because even though he failed, even though he was the little guy that got trounced, I mean, this is not the, the David and Goliath story. In spite of that, Coleman still found a way to live out his life and his calling in a positive way. He rose above his past And though some might think he left Lindisfarne with his tail between his legs, he went and started something new. I had to believe that's the way God had it. It was part of uh, some divine intention on God's part. It, It reminds me a bit of the young disciple named Mark, who essentially was too scared to travel the road with Paul and Barnabas. And Paul calls him out on it. Doesn't want to take him on any more trips. But Mark went on to author the first gospel account of Jesus's life. You know, sometimes in our failures... God just has something better in mind, something, something different in mind, something better in store for us. Well, I want to take the last bit of our time here to read the Coleman Liturgy. This can be found and read as a prayer. It comes straight out of Celtic Daily Prayer, book two, pages uh, 1,122 and 1,123. Uh, let me pause for a moment before I read and just say, you know, if you've been part of one of the teams I've worked with and served, and if you're interested in getting a copy of Celtic Daily Prayer, hit me up. I'd love to gift it to you. You know, sometimes I think it's the road alone is easier to travel when you know that others are traveling it and living it with you. There are a few former players and staff who I know are reading and reflecting on the same stuff each day. And, you know, sometimes I'll shoot a text to someone and say, Hey, did you read this? Are you on the same reading day? And, um, it's amazing to me how sometimes our, our journeys are almost in this parallel process and we can just encourage each other. And, and sometimes knowing their situation or their circumstances, they can speak love and truth and life and grace into me, and and I can speak those things back into them. And now from the liturgy entitled Coleman, In Disappointment and the Death of a Vision. I've done my best to live with disappointment, for others can make decisions too, with consequences that alter my life. I had hoped for different outcomes. I had hoped for different opportunities. I did not expect what I had worked hard to secure would be dismantled, far beyond my control. Is this what it means to not impose your own will upon others? Believe me, if I could have, then I would. But I must learn from you, Lord, what it means to relinquish, even what would be for their own good, unless it be freely chosen. There would be justice in living with my own bad decisions, bad choices that would cause me grief and pain, but often this seems like punishment for someone else's sin. Of course, you know, Lord, how that feels. Maybe if I had spoken differently, had been more gracious and more loving in my ways, things might have turned out differently. It's not my fault, but I may share the blame. Lord, who prepared a purpose for Joseph in Egypt, when plans are spoilt, write large my destiny. You work around our choices, fears, and failure. You plunge our wrong actions under the sea of your mercy, swallow your disappointment, harness your misgivings, and chart new paths in the light of eternity. Guard me from following some pointless trajectory. Now redirect my steps to collide with destiny. There are other souls that I must love and care for. There are still lives to influence for the good. The sun will rise on a new morning, and you love me still. Protect me from bitterness. With gentleness, restore me. My life is yours. You know my heart. Do what you will. Maybe you're facing a breakup, or maybe you've already gone through one, and you just need to hear and need to know God's got this, God's got you. And He's going to do something beyond what you and I can possibly hope or imagine, even though it might be disappointing right now, or maybe it even feels like a death. I'm Brad Kenny, coming to you from the Touchline.